welcome, Test Without Illusions. We are continuing our holiday coverage, although we're not doing Christmas. We are. Uh, we did a New Year's episode last year, and we decided it would be a good idea to do a New Year's episode this year. <laughs> laughing as I say good idea. We are covering, as you can probably tell from the episode description, we are covering the stop-motion clap. I was about to say classic. It's not a classic. It is Rudolph's Shiny New Year, a... 1976 train wreck. It's not a. It's a very, very interesting film that uh, we're going to talk about. Can't even make it through the introduction without laughing about it. But uh, yeah, Rudolph's Shiny New Year. This is an interesting one. This is going to be a solo episode, and I mean that kind of makes sense. It's going to be a sequel to last year's uh, Rudolph, which. I, I guess we were covering the the special, but in a lot of ways it was just me railing from a transgender perspective about... I mean, honestly, that, that as somebody who loves stop-motion animation, I cannot... My, it's hard to wrap your head around the regressive train wreck that is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the original special. And thankfully... I was about to say thankfully, no. The people in power are still pretty much dicks in this as well. Solo episode... Whenever I think of a subject where I'm really coming at it with a strong opinion in one way, I, I, I tend not to like to invite guests unless I know that their opinion is, is similar to mine because, I mean, sometimes it's just fun to rail. I mean, it's my show. I uh, If I want to take a really old uh, piece of stop-motion uh, holiday uh, television from the 70s and point out what a idiotic, regressive mess it is, uh, guess what? We're going to do that, and... Uh, Kind of the appeal of uh, going back and doing this is the Christmas genre, the holiday genre, it's something that it doesn't leave us. It comes back every year. This is something that was made really, I mean, back then in the 70s, television specials were often basically produced to be aired once. Uh, You could understand that, I mean, a really good one would get replayed every year, but there wasn't cable television, there weren't streaming services. So a lot of this stuff, it aired, and it wasn't necessarily supposed to be remembered. People in the 1970s at Rankin-Bass, the company that makes this, they didn't know that Freeform was going to make a 25 Days of Christmas, although this particular one is the rights to, I think, most of those stop-motion Year Without a Santa Claus, Rudolph, all of that. Uh, they are uh, airing on AMC's Christmas block now. They're not on Freeform. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, but <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, I mean, international audience, uh, Rudolph Shining New you can figure out when it's airing on your time. I've recently, we dropped cable and have YouTube TV, and it was available on video on demand with actually a surprisingly reasonably few number of commercials. So that's a good option. I'm not a pitchman for... Uh, YouTube TV, but I'm, I am I was loath to give up cable and actually YouTube TV. I kind of like it. So uh, without further ado, let's get into Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Which, okay, this is something, I don't know, we're going to try and get through this. I'm going to go all over the place. Uh, try not to do go absolutely too long on Rudolph's Shiny New Year, but... This special is supposed to basically take place immediately after the events of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And we're talking like, okay... Christmas is the 25th, Christmas Eve, Rudolph's Flight, 24th. I mean, it really does pick off, uh, pick up immediately, and yet at the same time, it, the climax of this, in uh, the end, spoiler alert, 
I'm going to bounce all over the place. When they're on the Isle of uh, Island of No Name with uh, Eon, and uh, Rudolph finally gets to meet Happy, the uh, baby New Year. He's talking, and the trees are singing the Rudolph song, and he's like, you've never heard of me. And this is a young, this is a baby in a diaper who can uh, apparently understand English, uh, can speak a few words of English, is pretty advanced for his age. Which, I mean, I, I guess we do have to understand that this kid is, despite having the appearance of essentially what's a toddler, like a, a toddler who can crawl and walk in limited instances, can understand to eat porridge, to tuck themselves in on a, in a, in a bed at the three bears. <laughs> Riff on Goldilocks. I, I, I don't know exactly how, what the age of happy is supposed to be. And I guess before we get into all of that, so it is a special that takes place in, in immediately after. It's basically a direct sequel to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And so Rudolph basically gets back, and the snow is still... It's still a snowstorm, presumably the same snowstorm that prevented them from flying. You know, that gave way to the line, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you fly my sleigh tonight, douchebag Santa. Now, apparently not having any other countermeasures. I mean, this is a multi-day-long snowstorm, and yet they were totally blindsided by the snowstorm, and, and Rudolph had to come to the rescue. You'd think that... Santa by then had kind of figure out, hey, snowstorm, North Pole, I got to travel. I mean, he wasn't, I guess, expecting to travel, but... So, baby New Year goes missing, and Santa gets a letter from Father Time, and uh, he has to... I guess fa uh, Father Time needs Rudolph to uh, come and help. He needs Santa to come and help, and yet... At the same time, Father Time does have something of a military because when Rudolph is, I guess the 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 idea that Rudolph is the person who can go and save Happy is is initially attributed to the idea that that it was snowing out and that Rudolph had to go because Rudolph could guide. Rudolph is the only one who can fly with the snowstorm with his nose, and yet Santa, who's presumably not doing anything, he's just kind of at home. Uh, thankfully, it's a less creepy Santa. I mean, this is this takes place. Uh, this is filmed uh, over a decade after Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This Santa looks a lot more like the Santa from The Year Without a Santa Claus. I mean, it's nice that they've updated. Uh, I think a lot of this was produced in Japan. They use a much nicer Santa than the one in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Maybe that's why he's not an asshole. He's got an upgrade. Maybe the stop-motion figures agent demanded a uh, remodel for the new... <laughs> So Rudolph is supposed to go by himself. Santa is not sending any more reindeer to fly behind Rudolph. You know, kind of like they just had Rudolph guide the sleigh. There were a lot of other reindeer, and they're all named in the song. None of them go with Rudolph. He goes alone. Santa sends a young child. And this is apparently, so Father Time, this is a very existential crisis. If the baby New Year is not recovered, and it's kind of unclear what the baby New Year is supposed to do besides, I guess, for a whole year be hostage in Father Time's castle and then they get to retire to an archipelago. I'll <laughs> get into that in a minute. But I was thinking about that throughout really the whole special is what is this baby New Year supposed to do to, to keep the New Year going? Baby New Year leaves and yet... That's supposed to end all time. If the baby New Year is not in this castle precisely at 
December 31st, and not only that, but midnight, uh, midnight after the 12th bong, 12th bong of the new year, which, I mean, doesn't make any sense, because, you know, you could bong a lot to usher in the new year, but it should start really at the first bong, the, and I mean, it's supposed to be important, baby new year is, if the baby new year is not in the house by the 12th bong, time is stopped forever, it's, it's over, and I mean, this is—is is this a problem for Father Time? Father Time is is not really all that concerned. Very content to send Rudolph by himself to go look for the baby New Year, and yet Father Time does have a military. So there's a certain point where the snowstorm is not a problem, because there's there's a there's the 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 sands of time, this this desert that Rudolph is going through. And Father Time dispatches uh, General Ticker, a military clock. <laughs> general Ticker. If you're a general, you probably have troops also there, but none of them are dispatched to the archipelagos to uh, help. I mean, I what the, what the hell? <laughs> and then also there's an escort in uh, the uh, uh, this camel named Quarterpass 5, who Rudolph says, can I call you Court for short? And he says, no. Which is, uh, that's certainly, if you understand, like, the rules of improv and these kind of situations, like, you don't ask, like, can I call you this? And they're just like, no. This is an improv, but it's a children's special. And Rudolph's like, yeah, can I give, call you this cute nickname, this character we're never going to see again? No. And that's just kind of that. Whoop-dee, whoop, whoop-dee fucking do, quarter past five. And what's General Ticker? Why didn't General Ticker go with Rudolph? Why is Father Time not sending any troops to help find the baby new year? What what the hell? And also, I mean, the island of No Name, the North Pole, they're kind of affected by the same snowstorm. We don't see that snowstorm in the sands of time. It, this desert is apparently a, a safe spot. So, I I don't know. What is this just this is stuff to this what a mess. I I just I I'm 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 watching it. I'm I'm thinking to myself like, wait, you know, you see General Ticker. General Ticker doesn't go along for the adventure. Why do we need to be introduced to those characters? And and Father Time walks around. He's like the Grim Reaper. He's carrying a sickle around with him. What is he doing with that sickle? I don't know. I mean, you know, between the island of the misfit toys, the island of No Name, and we've got the archipelagos with thousands upon thousands. Each year gets uh, a person. In the island. I mean, what is it with this thing in islands? This is just... <sighs> we get a short visit also uh, with uh, Eon the Terrible, who is really this uh, special's primary antagonist. Another moment of just absolute, breathtakingly, you know, wild coincidence. Eon has been around for a long time, but Eon will turn to snow if... Eon is not in this this giant like vulture. If Eon is not in not in Eon E O N, one of my friends growing up had a, a grandmother who was uh, Greek and uh, always called me Eon, and he would always tell her like no 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 it's Ian and she we I mean as a close friend I I spent a lot of time at their house. She would always call me Eon, and, like, I thought it was fine. I didn't care. My little sister, Barbara, used to call me EA. I thought that was funny, too. I never really cared, but he would always say, like, Grandma, you have to call. It's it's Ian. It's not Eon. We have Eon here, the vulture, 
who is going to uh, apparently turn to snow if at this exact moment that they also need to have the baby New Year back. So, I mean, so an eon is supposed to be a long period of time. This this vulture's been around, has an island, is settled. I mean, doesn't seem to have the greatest life in the world, but, I mean, what an absolute coincidence. And yet, Father Time is not dispatching General... He's not saying, hey, General Ticker, why don't you go take your troops and, and get rid of this vulture who's really screwing up our plan? Father Time is, is not a good commander. And also, I mean, okay, this special has less bullying than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer as a special did. However, this is really still... I mean, there's a lot of bullying on display. Happy leaves the castle because everybody is laughing at the little baby's ears, which are, are abnormally big, maybe... We, we we don't see Father Time. I mean, we we don't see the parents. Maybe Father Time procreated the baby New Year with an elephant. We we don't know. I'm not gonna get into where baby the baby. I just get into where the baby New Year might come from. Big ears. If baby New Year apparently leaves the castle, all of time is done. Is that enough to stop people from bullying this baby? No, it's not. They care more about bullying the kid. Nanny nine o'clock, who I guess is like the perpetual nanny of all these new New Years. They, I mean, grow up pretty damn fast in a year's time. It's unclear how they're so vital to time continuing to move when their tenure is only a year. I mean, this stuff matters. This is a special that has been airing on television for basically fifty years now, and this is the plot they came up with to last all of time. This is their time narrative that's uh, far dumber than pretty much any time travel thing we can think of. Uh, it's got a, a plot that's about as uh, confusing as Christopher Nolan's uh, movie Tenant, which I've seen twice. I don't understand at all. It's more confusing. I mean, Avengers Endgame did a pretty good job with that. This didn't. I have no idea why a, a, a little baby is so vital to time moving forward. So the baby leaves, and they have an idea that Happy is, is... They're pretty sure that Happy went to the archipelagos of lost of last year's, which are... Uh, I mean, every year gets a island that apparently... And this is another thing that I've really... We talk about agency a lot on uh, Thomas the Tank Engine and Chill in particular. Free will, you know, do people... In this case, kind of grunts, uh, sort of background characters. Do they have free agency to control their own lives? This special really kind of, I mean, so people like the three bears live on one of these islands. In fact, they live on uh, an island for the year uh, 1023, where a Scottish knight lives. It's it, it. They. I mean, apparently this baby is just forever this baby bear. They seem to have some sort of agency, and yet we have... Kind of a, a, a weird propaganda-type uh, setting. We have a uh, character named Sev, uh, meant to symbolize 1776. This guy's basically is is supposed to be ben Benjamin Franklin. It's supposed to be kind of like a colonial America. Every day there is supposed to be the 4th of July, which is odd. They're basically celebrating the foundation of America, and yet it's supposed to be 1776. America wasn't really America yet. It's it's weird that they're. It would be weird, I guess, if everybody started celebrating Jesus's birthday. This is basically the same thing. 
as if you were, let's just say people started celebrating Christmas when Jesus was on, you know, when he was one or two. He hasn't, he's not, he's, he hasn't gone around and uh, been the Messiah yet. He is, you know, they're going to start celebrating Christmas and he's just basically uh, still in diapers, like happy. 1776, it's like they're, it's like they're trying to do American nostalgia with, with really just right at square one. It's, it's odd. I mean, holidays, traditions uh, are supposed to envelop over time. And they have a parade every day. It's like it's North Korea there. They've got this this forced sort of patriotism every day. And it's a crowded parade. Everybody goes there. It takes up the downtown area. And this is supposed to be an island that's supposed to be retirement for this uh, old the, the previous year. And we have to presume that they're frozen in time. That these people remain the age that they were back then. Because some of them presumably would have... 1023, for example, is a knight... It's a thousand years. So this baby in a year span, if we're, if Sev, for example, goes from new, presumably newborn baby on year one or day one of his new year, which would have been in 1776. And then by the end of it, by 1777, Sev, Benjamin Franklin stand in, is an old man. And they give him an island where he can force other people who presumably have free will they're going to have a parade every day. This is Rudolph Shiny New Year. This is a special that was made and produced and put on television. It's not nitpicking to sit here and stare at this situation and say, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. It's it's utterly bizarre. Let's take a step back. Uh, we're, 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 we've jumped ahead to the archipelago. <laughs> We should go before that. There's this song, and there's a couple songs in this uh, special, none of which are particularly memorable. They're all pretty stupid. Uh, the one I would probably single out as may, not may, least stupid might be uh, the way to go, and but it's called "Turn Back the Year," and it's funny. I mean, <sighs> Christmas specials are so heavily rooted in nostalgia. There's classics that have been classics for decades and decades. And I mean, part of the appeal of the genre, you get together with family, old generations get to share with new generations, things that they grew up with. That's why this stuff gets aired every year. It's it's fun. And there is value in nostalgia within that context. But we shouldn't forget that nostalgia itself is a very dangerous weapon because nostalgia is is often a false sense of security I mean, the best way to illuminate that, this is a special made in 1976 that's talking about nostalgia for earlier times. People living in whatever present it is will always have a knee-jerk reaction to want to go back to a simpler time when they were kids. And they can turn back the year and, and let their worries and all of that go away. But guess what? There were worries back then. You're just... You can, when you want to think about the past, you can set that stuff aside. You can just kind of push a button and say, oh, I don't want to remember that. I want to feel cozy and warm in the sense that there was a better time. And wouldn't it be nice if we could just go back there? Wouldn't it be nice if we could turn back the years? You don't want to live the life of remember when. And I say that, I mean, this is a transgender podcast. 
I obviously have childhood traditions I loved. Do I want to go back there? No. And you shouldn't either, regardless of whether you were a different gender when you were younger. You shouldn't. If your life is hard right now, if you've had a rough year, it's easy to want to say, you know, I want to go back to a time when I didn't have this problem. You Guess what? I think we all want to go back to pre-COVID. We can't. That's a bad example because life, life was better pre-pandemic. <laughs> we, we could want to go. I mean, it, was it? I had a labiaplasty like six days before everything shut down for COVID. I had that in March 2020. Would I want to f- turn back the years to February 2020? No. No. You shouldn't. Nostalgia is poison. And I, I mean, nostalgia is poison in kind of the same way that whiskey's poison. You know, if you want to have a, a, a glass, if you want to have a, a nightcap a little bit, you want to sip that, you'll feel really good. That's great. But if you have so much that you wake up feeling the next day depressed, feeling sick over the amount of nostalgia you induced, you, you indulged in the night before, that's a problem. That's nostalgia. If, if you're so rooted in nostalgia that all you can think about is the past, that's that we got that we already got that with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. That was just nostalgia after nostalgia. And what was it? If it, it sucked, it wasn't good because they were so rooted in the past, they could barely form any new memories. And that's what I've got to say, you know, you can't. You can you can be nostalgic. You can like the past all you want. I think I I, I, I maybe I'm being a little counterintuitive to the kind of demographic that wants to listen to a podcast about a 1960s, 1976 stop motion. You know, I, I you're probably tuning in to get a little bit of the past. But guess what? We need to wake up and realize that nostalgia sucks. Unless unless you're doing something where you're laughing about it, pointing out the stuff that uh, is silly, and the stuff that's good. I mean, we watch old things to make ourselves, you know, it's it's a nice bit of escape. But you're not supposed to live in there. The allegory of the cave, you're not... It's understandable that people would want to go out and say, gee, I had it really great in that cave. You're not supposed to want to go live back in the cave. So that's my... uh, you know the turn back the year song is is kind of fun. It's got a good uh, piano. Uh, it's got it's it's catchy. It's cute. It's fun. Don't fall into the trap though. And don't you wouldn't want to live on an island where it was where it was seventy seventeen seventy six where you had prayed every day. Like wouldn't they be exhausted? Wouldn't they want to say, hey, enough of this? Because it, it's it, there's a parade every day, and yet the archipelagos are, are supposed to they're supposed to time is supposed to have stopped there. So is time moving? Are we getting another day? I mean, we can accept. I I, I guess so. The, the this special happy, I think they were probably running on empty about uh, halfway through because they have they have happy uh, decide to basically they just recreate the story of the three bears. Happy is standing in for Goldilocks. There's a difference between having a fairy tale, nursery tale. There's never, there's never, it's never hinted in Goldilocks and the Three Bears that the baby bear is supposed to stay a baby forever. And yet, if this is an island where time has stopped, obviously the baby wouldn't grow up. The baby is going to be a baby forever. How did that happen? I don't know. Baby, the baby bear has been a baby for a thousand years, which actually kind of makes some sense that the baby, 
has a firm grasp of English and wants a friend and all of that. I don't know. It's it's kind of a mess. And for a 50-minute special, uh, I, I think in a lot of ways that Rudolph Shiny New Year tried too hard to recreate the dynamic uh, with Hermes and Yukon Cornelius with Rudolph Shiny New Year, and they give they quickly give Rudolph, uh, for whatever reason, they didn't want to have uh, General Ticker and uh, quart, Quarter Past Five. He, they don't come, but uh, Rudolph gets two sidekicks, uh, 1 million BC named uh, Ohm, and uh, we've got 1023, a Scottish knight, and Sev also uh, does join. Uh, Sev, despite this being like a Crisis on Infinite Earths level uh, shit show, Sev doesn't have any of the other inhabitants of the island of 1776 come with them to help. No, it's just... This old man, a knight, a caveman, and Rudolph. And that's it's them against the world. Santa does come in at the end with a, a vital save after the bongs have already started. They harness Ru- Rudolph up to a sleigh. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the, that's the first point in this whole special where the fate of time, not just, not just the universe, but time itself, is uh, entrusted in this young reindeer. Not his father. Rudolph's father, Donner, is also part of Santa's sleigh. Does the, the adult have to go save time? No. We'll have the child save time because father time is a douchebag. That is basically the theme of the special. I do really like Big Ben as a character. Big Ben makes a later appearance in the stop motion Rudolph and Frosty Christmas in July, which maybe next year we'll do... That one, it's it's really long, and it's got a plot that is so stupid and so complex. It's it's actually it's more complex than this one. Big Ben does appear in that one, which is nice. That special is close to an hour and a half. This one is fifty minutes and is definitely kind of a slog to get through. And I mean, it's a slog to get through. There's a lot going on in this special between. Rudolph uh, making the initial journey to Father Time, then Big Ben versus Eon. I mean, the sperm whale is basically maybe an inch or two, maybe a foot, we can say a little bit more away from just, just snatching Eon, killing Eon, and making things a lot easier for everybody. Does he do it? No. And obviously we don't have uh, death in... I was about to say, I, I just said obviously, I don't know. I think if they had killed somebody off, maybe it would have been kind of uh, on point for uh, this special. So we're going through the archipelagos. Uh, we have some off-screen Rudolphs. I mean, there's a lot of travel by map. I mean, this is supposed to be thousands of islands. He's at 4,000 BC, uh, 1 million BC. Theoretically, there's millions of islands, and yet Rudolph is kind of constantly on happy's trail throughout the multiverse and i mean happy is a very very skilled baby at getting around i mean you gotta wonder like if 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 we could just give baby a tsa pre-check and say you know what uh what how many how many countries could happy visit in a week i mean it's probably a lot of them so they try to recreate the the dynamic they give rudolph kind of a peanut gallery which, I mean, doesn't matter, because Happy also, there's a point uh, shortly after the Three Bears, uh, uh, Happy befriends Sev, befriends all of the uh, people in 1776, is probably going to stay there, but what do they do? They make fun of him because of his ears. 
And then there's another point where Rudolph basically uh, notes that that Eon has tricked Happy. Eon has apparently said, told Happy that uh, he's his only friend in the world. And I mean, this is a concept that this young infant is able to understand. Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. It's bizarre, and uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> I mean, the island of no name. Guess what? That's an actual name. If it's it's not, it doesn't have a name. That's his name. So they go there to the island of no name to rescue Happy. Eon attacks. I mean, for stop motion, some of this action scenes they're not bad. Uh, I will uh, give credit where credit's due. And yet, uh, they Eon gets uh, awakened, uh, causes an avalanche. They're turned into snowballs. Rudolph with his nose so bright. Melts the snow. He gets out of trouble. Does he rescue his friends? No. He leaves them to freeze. And actually, for 1023 the night... I mean, those characters... I kept, like... I guess when I was little and would watch this on commercial television, kind of when it was on, it wasn't really appointment viewing. I mean, you, you'd kind of forget the special's only an hour. There's a lot going on. I guess, from a child's perspective, I thought that... The Rudolph Ohm uh, 1023 Sev team riding on Big Ben traveled a lot more. I mean, they're kind of... The first two Ohm and 1023 are really kind of introduced, and then just they join, and, and that's that very quickly, which is uh, interesting. I mean, is it... No, it's not very interesting. They don't really do anything. They're pretty... I mean, Yukon and Hermes both both play a part. It's it's kind of like they these two are, are really don't. So uh, that's another reason this is a mess. Then Rudolph meets Happy. They hadn't had any time together yet. And uh, rather Rudolph rather arrogantly says, you know, it's weird he says, you've never heard about me? And he's talking about when he was little. This special takes place immediately after the last special. And Rudolph's like, how have you not heard of me? I mean, this was supposed to be like days ago. What the hell? This arrogant fuck. And then we have, an, <laughs> we have a montage, which is not in stop motion. They have the rights to the old special. They could have just said, here, showed a brief summary of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. No, they have hand-drawn animation. The trees are singing the Rudolph song. It's, and then Happy, I guess, understands. And then the most fucked up thing of all is Rudolph laughs at Happy. Happy takes his hat off. He's wearing this top hat, kind of like Slash from Guns N' Roses. And Rudolph laughs at him, and then immediately after tries to gaslight the little kid and saying, like, no, no, I, I couldn't help myself. It makes me happy. So I laughed. Guess what? If I just meet you and you laugh and you say that me being trans makes you, uh, makes you so happy and you're laughing at me upon learning that, motherfucker, like, good luck. I will come at you, man. Um... Happy sitting there, Rudolph, this little baby, is uh, Rudolph's gaslighting this kid, laughing at him. I mean, this little baby has known nothing but ridicule his entire life is supposed to, I mean, it's no wonder this kid looks and says, you know, if I leave, all of time stops, the universe is screwed. Well, guess what? Middle finger, I'm taking my hat, screw you guys, I'm, uh, I'm going to the Ar archipelagos and, uh, hanging out with, uh, apparently millions and millions of islands, infinite possibilities, and yet there's bullying throughout all of this. God, I don't know. And then we also learn Eon, who has... We do, we never find out why this specific date is the date that Eon is going to uh, turn to snow, but uh, apparently 
that can't happen because Happy's ears made Eon laugh. And nobody who laughs that hard can be turned to snow. So uh, Eon was saved by the healing power of laughter. But they go to rescue, and apparently they're too late because the bongs are starting. But uh, And I haven't made a weed jug yet. That's pretty impressive. So Santa comes and saves them, and uh, that's that. I mean, who is more... Com- I- I was about to say, who is more complicit, Father Time or Santa? It's obviously Father Time, because Father Time is just sitting there narrating the whole thing. Santa at least kind of enters the fray and tries to save things. I mean, this special is a mess. And these songs, I mean, a lot of the other songs suck. Uh, I've only mentioned Turn Back the Year, because it's kind of interesting. Uh, Have a Little Faith in Me is stupid. They have a 4th of July song. They're doing uh, sort of military-industrial complex there. Ay, ay, it's and, and there's a lot of songs. They all go a minute, basically. It's a special blink and you miss it. I don't know. What do we make of this? What is there to make of this special? Eon is is actually as, as in terms of a, a, a villain is uh, pretty solid. And actually, you kind of root. Why, why would Eon turn to snow? Because time is moving. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what world is a villain like this made and not dealt with, even though Father Father Time has a military? What, what is General Ticker's job in all of this? I don't know. This is... Ay, ay, ay. I mean, this is a world where bullying has gone on millions of years to the point where dinosaurs know to laugh at a human's big ears. Does Do any of us want to live in that kind of world? They're talking about nostalgia, turn back the years... You can't turn back the years far enough to find an era where these stop-motion people weren't a bunch of dicks. Even the dinosaurs laugh at the kid. The colonial colonial America laughs at the kid. Rudolph laughs at the kid. Eon laughs at the kid. The nursemaid laughs at a kid. Father Time laughs at the kid. What kind of world is this? I don't know. I, I don't know. What else is there to even say about a mess like this? In some ways, the special is uh, less regressive than Rudolph. You don't have... <laughs> I was about to say you don't have Ru- you don't have Happy's own parents. I mean, we have to presume that Father Time is probably Rudolph... I mean, uh, Happy's father. And yeah, he's laughing. They laugh and they laugh and... Why? This kid is just a vessel to be used. Time stops if he leaves the castle, apparently. And yet, he's just ridiculed. Why is this kid supposed to save time? Is time worth saving? And if we're going to be nostalgic for the time, if we want to turn back the years, then, I mean, wouldn't the easiest way to kind of not, not, not necessarily turn back the years, but stop time from moving forward would be to let Happy not come back? The songs are kind of advocating to go back in time, which is what a lot of this does. It takes place in the past. They can stop, they can stop the future. You can't necessarily literally go back to a previous era. I mean, you kind of can. You can go back to day. The islands are, are, are stuck in time. That's not necessarily the same as going back in time. They're, these are stuck in time. They can stop the present. I mean, they can, yeah, they can stop the present. They can, they can make the, the present eternal. They can stop the future. And they don't. This is a mess. Rudolph. And Rudolph looks terrible. How can we... 
Maybe this act special is actually worse than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because Rudolph himself is indoctrinated in the bullying that happened, that defined him. It's his life. He was laughed at, so he laughs at a baby. He makes fun of a baby and laughs at him. I, I, happy New Year's, motherfuckers. What a mess. What a mess. I don't know. Uh, is there Are there good things about it? Um, no, they're not. This special is irredeemable. Should you watch it? Sure. Have a, uh, have a whiz. Don't watch it sober. I watched it sober to do this, and it was a mistake. 35 minutes into the podcast, and I am realizing that it was a bad idea to make this. <laughs> but it's not that it was a bad idea to make. No, it was a bad idea to make. It is that. It is precisely that. It was a mess. I'll, I'm going to keep doing the stop motion because I think they're fun. I'm, I'm, I, if anything, I hope we've been able to go through this special in a very disjointed way. You have to have had watched this special to know anything that's going on. Any, actually, even if you've watched it, I just watched it. I've seen it many times. My sister loves Rudolph. I usually get away with not having to watch this one. And as I get older and are not uh, uh, home for the holidays as much as I used to be for as long a duration as I used to be, uh, this is actually a pretty easy one to get away with not watching. I'm reminded. I mean, this is a mess. This is, this, this, I took a lot of notes. I'm going through my notes thinking, like, all the plot holes here. Does any of it make sense? I don't know. Why are the adults in the Rudolph Extended Universe so bad at being people? They're mean. They're not nice. Talk about simpler time. You can make a simpler present by not being an asshole. But they don't want to do that. So we'll give the MVP of the special to uh, Big Ben. Maybe co-MVP to Eon. I actually think Eon was probably... The thing that also... I mean, Eon takes Happy away. It's apparently tricking Happy into thinking that uh, he's his only friend. I mean, that's actually kind of true. What, is Rudolph a better friend to Happy who laughs at him? No. And it's not like Eon wants to kill the baby. Eon has numerous opportunities to eat the to eat baby Happy. And doesn't. So maybe actually he would have been a better friend. I mean, the baby New Year is able to survive in the cold wearing a diaper and a top hat. So that's not dangerous. The island of no name, apparently uh, hypothermia doesn't exist there. Uh, the Rudolph's Peanut Gallery are in their snowballs for extended... I don't know, actually, extended... I mean, the, the time is kind of running out the, the, at that point. I mean, the song... It, it, maybe time slowed down a little bit there, because they say they have a half hour to rescue. I don't know. I mean, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. They were trapped in snow. They probably weren't trapped in snow long enough to actually die of hypothermia, so uh, we will... I mean, Ohm is from a... a ancient kind of desert climate though so you'd think maybe he would i don't know we'll give uh we'll give big ben the mvp and eon co-mvp and we'll give happy also a co-mvp for eating the porridge from the bears and we will give uh for worst character in the special we will have uh father time is uh are definitely the worst uh followed probably by rudolph for laughing at happy Followed then by General Ticker for not doing anything to help. And uh, I have Ben Franklin, Seventh Sev, for uh, enslaving all of those people in a perpetual 1776 parade. 
And uh, we'll give another MVP to people who stuck out this 40 minutes of... I, I don't know. I This ended up... For a while, at least, this wasn't as much of a train wreck as I thought it did. And then the more the more you subject this special to critical thinking, the more it falls apart. So that's probably a good note to end on. This, um, initially with Christmas programming, we were going to do four this year because I was busy, didn't really want to uh, do that much. And then we started doing them, and uh, we got through the first three pretty quickly. And I realized I didn't I didn't want it to be over. This would have been the this would have been the fourth and final one. And I I didn't want that to be over, so we're going to have at least one more. We'll probably have a couple more. Uh I'm I trying to get through they'll all be the stop motion, the ranking bass. Uh they're fun. A lot of them are shorter, some of them aren't. Uh we'll see how many we can do. I trying to add some more because uh last year's christmas slate remained weirdly popular all year year without a santa claus absurdly popular episode for reasons i can explain so uh we'll try to do some more of those but uh i was about to say as i like to take solo episodes as a moment to address the audience and say thank you for uh following especially if you follow my facebook page uh where i post a lot of memes uh it's it's hard to do that kind of stuff when you have a guest on because you don't want to just you know, do an extended riff on something that's not the episode, but uh, I'm really humbled and grateful to have uh, such a such a good audience who uh, follow. We do a lot of weird shit. We do a lot of out there ideas and cover a lot of obscure children's stuff. Tom Stankin. I mean, that's not obscure. This is a little more obscure. Obscure in a way that is is that people don't necessarily are familiar with, but uh, certainly have heard of. So I mean, that's kind of. People know what Thomas Tank Engine is. Do they engage with the Chug Life like we do? Absolutely not. And it's because y'all uh, tune in and uh, support the show, and uh, it means the world to me. I'm a very odd transgender uh, film critic, entertainer, uh, very out there. And for so long, I thought that I was—I uh, didn't know what, what what place the world had for me. And maybe that's why I approach Rudolph with such a scathing look because i hate i hate the bullying that goes on in this but to be able to do this kind of stuff is uh it it means the absolute world to me i i can't i can't stress that enough how uh how much fun it is to have an audience that is there and and you know you you love it when you're able to say like let's get weird and you have people who are who are on board with that so you uh inspire me and uh mean the world to me on on every level and i can't thank all of you listeners enough and uh hope you have that what you i supposed to say happy holidays uh happy holidays certainly uh if you're listening to this months in in the future happy uh whatever whatever day of uh whatever day of the year it is and happy happy new year and i think the best way to have, have a happy new year is to not laugh at a baby who uh controls the vessels of uh, mechanics of time don't laugh at a kid who can end the end all time if he just walks away with his top hat and his diaper into the into the snow, that's 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 where we're at with this special. This special is a train wreck. If you haven't listened to it, I mean, if you haven't watched the special, if for whatever reason you didn't watch the special and chose to listen to this, I mean, maybe you should. But I, I can't. It's hard for me to give this a, a recommendation. Either either the special or this episode. But I'm saying that at the end of the episode, so it doesn't really matter. So. Everybody have a have a happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Uh, 
take some time for yourself and don't don't fall down the nostalgia trap because you can't turn back the years. You can only look forward, and I hope that uh, looking forward, your years to come are the best best ahead. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,